This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know thus says the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust his cleansing blood. Just in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease. Just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. I'm so glad I learned to trust Him, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that Thou art with me, wilt be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him
I am lost if you take your hand from me. I am blind without your light to see. Lord, just always let me your servant be. Lead me, Lord, lead me. Lead me, guide me along the way. For if you lead me, I cannot stray. Lord, let me walk each day with Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tagg and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Eileen Flatten for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many, many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Delroy and Shelley Larson in honor of all involved in creating the radio broadcast. Delroy and Shelley, we really appreciate your generosity. Thanks so much for sponsoring the podcast today. Just uh, one additional announcement about the upcoming Lenten season. Uh, Lent begins on Wednesday, March 2nd with Ash Wednesday. And for Neighbors United in Christ Parish, we will be having Wednesday night services, starting with that Ash Wednesday service, and for the month of March, all of those services will be at Trinity Lutheran. From 5.30 to 6.30 on those Wednesday nights, there'll be dinner available. And then 6.30 to 7, we will be combining our Jesus and Me Sunday School, our Confirmation, and our midweek Lenten services. So there'll be a half-hour service that will involve our kids and our Confirmation students, and all of you are invited to those services. So... Just as we begin Lent, uh, announcement about those services. 
We continue then with our radio podcast. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We're in the season of Epiphany. As you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a green cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen along as I read the Confession of Sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we've done and things we've failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear then the promise of God's absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin, and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come now and share some more songs with us. Jim and Debbie? Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see, wonderful words of life. Oh 
Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing His mercy and His grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, He'll prepare for us a place. When we all, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sign. When we all A day of rejoicing that will be when we all when we all see Jesus will sing and shout the victory. Onward to the prize before us, soon his beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold When we all, when we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout the victory Let us then be true and faithful Trusting, serving every day Just one hunt of heaven and glory We'll the toils of life repay When we all, when we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all, when we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout the victory when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Thanks, Debbie and Jim, for those beautiful songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus, make us instruments of your peace, that where there is hatred, we may sow love, where there is injury, pardon, and where there is despair, hope. Grant, O Divine Master, we may seek to console, to understand, and to love in your name, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'll invite Eileen to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. Eileen? The first reading is from Genesis 45, verses 3 through 11. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, so dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me here before you to preserve life. 
for the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it is not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord to all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children, and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them, and after that his brothers talked with him. The second reading is Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11 and 39 through 40. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their refuge in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. The next reading is from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 35 through 38 and 42 through 50. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? Fool, what, do you, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a physical body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. 
As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. And so is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have been born the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. What I am saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message and for all of us who are still children at heart. Have you ever played the game, Follow the Leader? You know, the one where one person moves and everyone else does just the same thing as if they were looking at a reflection in a mirror. I'm sure everyone has played this game at one time or another. In the gospel, Jesus talks to the disciples about what it means to be a follower. How would you explain that word? What does it mean to be a follower? Webster's Dictionary defines it as one in the service of another, one that follows the opinions or teachings of another, and one that imitates another. I believe a follower is someone who does things in a way that someone else, a leader, helps them to decide. Being a follower can be a hard thing because it means sometimes putting aside the things we want to do and following someone else's lead. Sometimes we are called to be followers of people who have leader jobs, like teachers or our bosses at work. But our most important leaders are people we follow not because we have to, but because we choose to. Jesus is a leader like that. No one is forced to be a Christian, and yet people all over the world choose to follow Jesus because they've decided all by themselves that Jesus is someone whose life and teachings are worth copying. Following a leader like Jesus isn't always an easy job, and if you read the Bible, that's when you'll hear him tell the disciples. He reminds them that being his followers will sometimes mean choosing to do things other than the things they want. It might mean taking care of someone else's needs when you'd really like to take care of your own. And it might mean deciding not to do something that would make you feel good because you know it's just not the right thing to do. So will you be my followers again and fold your hands and pray with me? Dear God, we are your followers not because we have to, but because we choose to. Give us the strength to put aside our selfish ways and follow your example as we live day to day. Amen. Jesus bids us shine with your clean light Like a little candle burning in the night In this world of darkness we must shine You in your small corner and Jesus bids us shine first of all for him. Well, he sees and knows it if our light is dim. He looks down from heaven, sees us shine. You in your small corner and I in mine. Jesus bids us shine then for all around. Many kinds of darkness in this world abound. Sin and want and sorrow, we must shine. You in your small corner and I in mine. 
Jesus bids us shine as we work for him, bringing those that wander from, from the path of sin. He will ever help us if we shine, you in your small corner and I in mine. <coughs> Thanks, Eileen and Jim and Debbie. Our gospel lesson for today is from the gospel according to Luke, the sixth chapter, beginning with the 27th verse. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom, to hope, from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, Fifteen years or so ago, I bought two Yamaha Vino scooters, one for my wife and one for me. Hers was a light blue and white. Mine was a manly black and brown. Top speed for the scooters was about 38 miles an hour, although sometimes going downhill I could hit 40. Although we only used them in town, and most of the streets in Sioux Falls where we lived, the speed limit was only 30 or 35 miles an hour, there were a few streets with 45 mile an hour speed limits, and on those streets we'd often be holding up traffic, and I could feel the frustration of the drivers stuck behind us. Nevertheless, I really enjoyed those little scooters and the feeling of whizzing along the streets. But there were times when I was struck by an odd sensation. Embarrassment? Humility? I'm not exactly sure just what my feelings were, but this is how they came about. I'd pull up on my Vino scooter at a red light. Typically, I'd be wearing jeans and tennies, a windbreaker and my cool black helmet. I'd rev the engine a little as I waited for the light to change, when suddenly I'd hear a much deeper, louder engine roar, and a guy on his Harley would come up beside me in the other lane and stop at the light. He'd be dressed in his leathers and a ragged red bandana, his arms bare, full of tattoos. He'd lower his sunglasses and look over at me, give me a nod, push his sunglasses back up, and as the light changed to green, gun his motorcycle and roar away. 
I guess what I felt, as much as anything, now that I think about it, was a little bit like a fraud. I suppose that as I rode around town, I was pretending to be some kind of biker dude, and whenever I would meet the real thing, my pretense would be all too apparent. Well, sometimes my faith, my Christianity, my following Jesus, feels just the same way, like a pretense, like I'm really a fraud. Let me share a couple of little failures with you and that point to that being a fraud, and then let me share a couple of valentines, one that suggests an important clue to where you and I can find a little help, and one that points to a wonderful promise where you and I can find a lot of grace. First, the failures and the fraud. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus spends a lot of time talking about our enemies, people who hurt and curse and abuse us. And what he says about them is really quite shocking. Love them, he says. Do good to them, he says. Bless them, he says. Pray for them, he says. Just a note here so that we're clear on what Jesus is asking of us. There are at least four words in the New Testament Greek language for love. Eros, which is love as desire or lust. Phileo, which is love we have for our friends. Storge, which is the love family members have for each other. And finally, agape, which is the kind of unconditional love God has for us. The Greek word Jesus uses here when he commands us to love our enemies is the word agape. And what is at least a little helpful about this is that in this context, it means that Jesus is not asking us to feel any affection or even to like our enemies. This love is not about our feelings at all. No. He's asking us, rather, to make a decision to do what's best for our enemies, even though we really, really don't like them at all. Still, this call and challenge of Jesus to his followers, to us, is so radically different than the typical Old Testament Jewish perspective of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That perspective, getting even with their enemies, exacting judgment or punishment on them, is really part and parcel of our whole legal system today. It's deeply embedded in our American culture. And getting even with people who hurt us and the idea of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is deeply embedded in us too. I don't know if you've ever seen the 1985 movie Witness starring Harrison Ford. In it, a young Amish woman and her son witness a murder and become targets of the murderers. Harrison Ford plays a detective, John Book, who joins the Amish community in order to protect the woman and her son. It's a wonderful movie, and I'd recommend it. But there's one scene that profoundly reminds me that the desire for retribution for our enemies, getting what's coming to them, that that deep desire is embedded in most of us. And that the kind of mercy and love Jesus is talking about in our gospel lesson today is simply outside our normal way of thinking. In the scene, a couple of Amish carts pulled by horses come into the little town by the Amish community of which Harrison Ford has become a member. The first cart is stopped by a bunch of young men, mean bullies who know that the Amish follow Jesus' teachings carefully and closely 
about not fighting back when they are attacked. One bully smears ice cream on a young Amish man's face and taunts him. As I watch this part of the scene, I can feel my own anger and frustration growing. The young Amish man does nothing but take the abuse. Ford, riding in the second cart, watches the scene unfold and we can see his anger growing too. Although he is told by the Amish man with whom he is riding to just ignore the bullies, he can't do it. Although he is dressed like one of the Amish men, Ford hasn't really understood or accepted or adopted their beliefs in the teachings of Jesus. And so Ford gets out of his cart and walks up to the bully who smeared ice cream on the young Amish man. When the bully taunts Ford, Ford beats the crap out of him, as well as another bully who comes to help the first. And what always strikes me is just how wonderful it feels to see those bullies get the beating they deserve, to get their comeuppance. Which also sadly suggests that although I can't beat up any bullies like Ford did in the movie Witness, I am a lot like him in that no matter what I dress like or talk like or look like, I haven't fully understood or accepted or adopted the teachings of Jesus. I'm often a failure and a fraud. Let me give you a second little example of my faulty Christian faith. Jesus' second main point in our text, after he talks about loving your enemies, is about judging others. Don't do it, he says. Don't judge or condemn others, but forgive them. I mentioned in last week's sermon that I'd recently taken a vacation with my wife and youngest son. We flew from Minneapolis to Atlanta and Atlanta to Tallahassee, Florida. On the very first flight, we got on the plane and I put Gail, my wife's, and my carry-on luggage in the luggage rack above our seats. Soon afterwards, an older woman got on and as she found her seat across the aisle from us, she saw the luggage rack was full and she started immediately to complain. That's my luggage rack, she said. Who put their bags in my luggage rack? I did. I replied, and it's not your luggage rack, it's everyone's. She continued to complain until a flight attendant helped her put her bag in an empty luggage rack right next to where our bags were. Sheesh, I thought to myself, what a crabby old woman, judging her without ever really knowing what was going on in her life and without ever really caring why she reacted the way she did. I thought of her when I read these words from Jesus about not judging, And I thought of her when I remembered this little poem I used to use in my work in nursing homes. It's called simply, A Crabby Old Woman, and the author is anonymous. I've changed it a little bit to fit the situation on the plane, but here's that little poem. What do you see, sir, what do you see? What are you thinking when you look at me? A crabby old woman, not very wise, uncertain of habit and faraway eyes. Is that what you're thinking? Is that what you see? Then open your eyes. You're not looking at me. I'll tell you who I am as I cry out aloud, as I stand in the aisle blocking the crowd. I'm a small child of ten with a father and mother, brothers and sisters who love one another, a young girl at sixteen with wings on her feet, dreaming that soon now a lover she'll meet. A bride soon at twenty, my heart gives a leap, remembering the vows that I promised to keep. 
At 25 now, I have young of my own who need me to build a secure, happy home. A woman of 30, my young now grow fast, bound to each other with ties that should last. At 40, my young now soon will be gone, but my man stays beside me to see I don't mourn. At 50, once more, babies play round my knee. Again, we know children, my loved one and me. Dark days are upon me, my husband is dead. I look at a future, I shudder with dread. For my young are all busy rearing young of their own, and I think of the years and the love I have known. I am an old lady now, and nature is cruel. Tis her jest to make old age look like a fool. The body it crumbles, grace and vigor depart, and now there's a stone where once I had a heart. But inside this old carcass a young girl still dwells, and now again my battered heart swells. I remember the joys, I remember the pain, and I'm loving and living life over again. I think of the years all too few gone so fast, and accept the stark fact that nothing can last. So open your eyes, sir, open and see, not a crabby old woman, look closer, see me. Well, the poem supplies a subtext to Jesus' teaching about not judging others, reminding us we never know all the hurt and the heartache and the sorrow another may be carrying around them. And again, with this encounter with the crabby old woman on the plane, I'm reminded of my own faults and failures and just how often I prove to be a fraud in terms of following Jesus and his teachings. I'm guessing Jesus' words may make you feel the same way that I feel. But there are two Valentines that I mentioned earlier to end, that I want to share to end my message today. The week before Valentine's Day, which just was last week, I gave our confirmation kids each a Valentine card from Jesus. The card said simply, love you, and I added a Bible text about Jesus' love for the confirmand and signed it, love Jesus. The first Valentine I want to share with you, the one with the clue and the hope, is from 1 John 4, verses 10 and following. Here's what John writes about Jesus' love for us. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. When we remember the incredible, amazing, unconditional, and unending love of Jesus for us, Maybe, just maybe, we can grow little by little into loving others who are hurtful or mean or simply crabby and unhappy. God's love for us in Jesus is powerful, even miraculous. It changes lives. It can change us. The second Valentine, then, is from Romans, the fifth chapter, and this is starting with verse 6, just a couple of verses. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even when we continue our faults and our failings, even when we continue at times to be frauds, 
in terms of trying to follow Jesus or living out our Christian faith. Even though we will always, always be sinners, God's amazing grace in and through Jesus will always be enough and more than enough to save us. When I hear again Jesus' teachings, his call and challenge to love our enemies and to not judge others, like sitting on my little motor scooter next to a biker dude on his Harley, I feel a sense of humility and recognize myself for the fraud that I am. But unlike the biker dude who looks me up and down disdainfully and roars off when the light turns green, Jesus sees me through and through, takes my hand and with a loving smile leads me on to keep growing little by little into the grace and the faith he has given me. He does that for you too, and that's good news indeed. Amen. Tempted and tried, we're off made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never more. In that bright mansion 
Thanks, Jim and Debbie. We continue as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll continue then with our prayers of intercession. Would you join me as we pray? The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. You teach us to love our neighbors and enemies alike. Encourage your church to follow the leading of your love, especially when it is risky or difficult. Help us to show mercy just as we have first received mercy. God of grace, hear our prayer. Nurture fields that are dormant, are dormant, resting until it is time to bloom again. Bless farmers and all who cultivate fields and urban gardens. Give favorable weather for planting. Bring forth from buried seed an abundant harvest and guard against famine and disease. God of grace, hear our prayer. Look upon our world with mercy that we delight in an abundance of peace Protect all whose lives are marred by war and civil unrest. Release political prisoners and amplify the voices that challenge us to seek forgiveness and pursue nonviolence. And God, we pray especially these days for the situation in Ukraine with the Russian army massed along the borders and the tension in the whole international community. We pray that somehow your spirit would be at work in that situation and that peace would come about there too. God of grace, hear our prayer. Your people cry out for mercy. Console hearts that long for forgiveness. Mend broken relationships. Heal bodies that suffer chronic pain or illness. Strengthen and deliver all those whose spirits are troubled. We pray especially for Kelsey Zamuda, for Pat and Lucille Trof, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, 
Rachel and Derek Helling, the family of Martin Tandberg, Geneva Phelps, Jean Hoisington, Jeanette Helling. God of grace, hear our prayer. You bind us together in one family. Teach us to forgive one another and to resolve conflicts with humility and patience. Bless families of all shapes and sizes and show love to those who are lonely or grieving. God of grace, hear our prayer. We praise you for the saints who have now inherited the fullness of your kingdom. As you have raised them to imperishable and eternal life, sustain us in faith by the promise of resurrection. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. And I'll invite you then with the sharing of the peace to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you using the Trinity formula, which is, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church. Even when we are physically distant, we invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound, but Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound, Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound, Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. As we come now to the end of our service, we pray together our Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Receive then the benediction. 
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be not dismayed, whatever God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. All you may need.